0: S. E. P. Fanfic Readings presents Thanks to the Photographs by Unstable Hufflepuff. Chapter 26 Witches United. In the week that followed the publishing of Parvati's article, several more surfaced, not only in the Daily Prophet and Witch Weekly, but in other, less known publications too. Surprisingly, not all of them were about the trials and tribulations of Hermione and the Weasley family, even if they were used as reference. Headlines such as Housewives Against Hermione, Mothers and Their Meddling, Wizards Who Aren't Worth Their Wit, Is It Because She's Muggleborn? and Witches Stand Together greeted Hermione every morning. She even received an issue of a small magazine called Witches United that contained several articles about how witches were treated in the wizarding world, especially those that were muggleborn. The magazine had been created by two recent Hogwarts graduates a muggleborn witch and a pure blood one. Who were using their combined experiences to speak up about the discrimination they faced. Hermione spent Tuesday evening on the sofa, her feet propped up on Draco's lap, reading a piece about the expectations of a young pure blood witch. Even those whose families were known as blood traders were expected to find themselves a husband as soon as they finished their schooling. It wasn't simply about continuing the family line. Their male counterparts were the ones tasked with carrying on the family name, after all. But it was a sign of being a respectable witch. Unmarried meant undignified. No wonder Veronica's mother had put so much pressure on her to find a husband. Not having one, according to the writers of Witches United, made the other witches in their family look poorly. It was embarrassing. Even Minerva, it would seem, did not garner the same respect from some pure-blood witches as she would if she were married. No one wanted their daughter to take after her. A life alone in a secluded castle, caring for children that weren't her own— It made it look as though there was something wrong with her, some reason that no wizard had sought her out. Hermione eventually came to the conclusion that she would have to owl the creators of Witches United for further copies of their recent issue, more of their past ones, and to sign up for a subscription. She would be collecting these and displaying them in her classroom for her students to read if they were so inclined. Perhaps Madame Pince would be agreeable enough to keep some in the library, too." It was all Hermione could talk about for days, to both Draco's amusement and exasperation. "'Feminism, Draco! This is what feminism looks like!' she exclaimed on Friday evening, as they were getting ready to meet Pansy, Theo, and Blaze at the muggle nightclub that Pansy had picked out. She waved one of the older issues she'd received in his face. "'Read it, tell me what you learned, and I'll blow you!' Draco quickly settled down with the October issue of Witches United, and did not complain about it again. They were thirty minutes late. The nightclub was located in central London, and the line to get in seemed to go on forever, which shouldn't have come as a surprise, seeing as it was New Year's Eve. Pansy, Theo, and Blaze, having arrived before them, were likely already inside, because they couldn't be seen anywhere. Draco resorted to confunding the bouncer, earning an elbow in the ribs from Hermione. "'I'm sorry, did you want to wait in that line?' he said mockingly, and Hermione glared at him. "'That's what I thought.' With a hand on the small of her back, he led her through the crowded club, using his height to find the others. Pansy, Theo, and Blaze were lounging in a VIP booth that Hermione was sure they had confunded their way into and happily sipping martinis. They would have looked very posh if it weren't for the disco-ball-esque dress Pansy had on. "'Oh, my lovelies, you're finally here!' she cried. "'What the fuck took you so long?' "'Well,' Draco began, looking awfully smug, and Hermione cut him off with another elbow to the ribs." She then dragged him into the booth next to Blaze. "'Theo!' Pansy shouted, snapping her fingers. "'More drinks!' Then she pursed her lips, narrowing her eyes, and added, "'On second thought, I want bottle service!' "'Oh, oh, I think I know this one!' Blaze exclaimed, suddenly sitting up straight. He listened for a moment, then grinned. "'Now I'm in the back gettin' head from my hun "'while she goin' down and breakin' down what i done.' I think my mother would drop dead if she were to see him right now, said Draco. She's smoking my blunt, saying she ain't having fun. Bitch, give it back now. You don't get none. (laughs) Definitely, said Pansy, nodding in grim agreement. She immediately brightened at the sight of Theo, a bartender carrying a bottle of vodka with a sparkler on top of it close behind him. He retook his seat beside Pansy, and they all watched as the sparkler fizzled out and the bartender poured each of them a shot. All right, you lot. Let's see what Muggle Liggle tastes like. A few seconds later, Draco, Pansy, Theo, and Blaze were all spluttering, their eyes watering slightly and cursing loudly. Hermione laughed joyously. "'Hermione, what the fuck?' said Pansy. "'Do people really drink this shit?' asked Blaze incredulously. "'I feel like I'm burning up,' said Theo. And turning to Pansy, he picked up her hand and pressed it to his forehead. "'Do you think I have a fever?' "'Oh my god, you're fine,' said Hermione, rolling her eyes. "'It's not supposed to taste good. "'It's just supposed to get you drunk.' "'Well, in that case,' Blaze poured them all another shot. "'There's a reason it's used for shots,' Hermione continued, taking one. "'Only psychopaths sip straight vodka.' "'Theo pointedly took a small sip from his shot glass. "'This is going to end with one of us on the bathroom floor,' said Draco, grimacing. "'Suddenly, Pansy shrieked and slammed her empty shot glass down on the table.' She took Theo by the hand and made for the dance floor, singing as she went. You're going to make me sing this. A few times I've been around that track, so it's not just going to happen like that, because I ain't no back girl. I ain't no back girl. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> Her mother would also drop dead, Draco whispered to Hermione, who grinned. If someone had told her a year ago that she would spend the last few hours of 2004 watching Pansy not dancing to muggle pop music, she likely would have taken them to Janice Thickey Ward at St. Mungo's. She poured the three of them another shot, and after recovering, sent Draco to the bar to get real drinks that they could use to chase it down. "'Much better,' Blaze sighed ten minutes later, plucking the straw from his strawberry daiquiri and tossing it on the floor. "'That was for Pansy, actually,' said Draco, setting it down another drink, I got you a sex on the beach. I appreciate the sentiment, Draco, but you're not really my type. Too pointy." I happen to like his pointiness, said Hermione, crossing her arms over her chest. It adds character. You two are doing wonders for my self-esteem right now. Pansy and Theo appeared, flushing and out of breath, and squeezed into the booth. Fanning herself with her hand, Pansy said, Oh, this looks like fun, and picked up the abandoned sex on the beach. "'Is that a tiny umbrella?' said Theo, studying an alarmingly blue drink, and Hermione nodded in confirmation. "'Fascinating.' He then took a shot before washing it down with the blue drink. The umbrella poked his cheek as he did so. Draco stretched out his arm over Hermione's shoulders and looked out onto the dance floor. "'Is this really how some muggles dance?' he asked her. "'This isn't just some big hoax you put on for a laugh.' (laughs) "'No, this is really how some muggles dance.' Am I a terrible person for wanting to take a photograph to send to my father? Hermione laughed, shaking her head. Just imagine the look on his face. Your mother will hear about this, said Draco, in a good impression of his angry Lucius Malfoy. Such a good impression, in fact, that Theo, startled, spilt the blue drink down the front of his shirt. Hermione had to pause several times before finally being able to take a sip of her mojito because she couldn't control her laughter. What made you choose this drink? she asked Draco curiously. He shrugged. It sounded exotic. I'm exotic, announced Blaze. You're from Italy, love, said Pansy. You could literally apparate there. Merely a train ride away for muggles, said Hermione, nodding. Oh, hush, said Blaze, waving his hand as if to bat away their words. He took another shot and stood wincing. Time to find a good-looking muggle girl to snog later. He then strode away, quickly vanishing into the crowd. Hermione finished off her mojito and shook the empty glass in Draco's face. "'Another, if you would.' "'We've not been here an hour,' she frowned. "'It's New Year's Eve, Draco. Where's your spirit?' He rolled his eyes, pressed a kiss to her cheek, and left to go get them another round of drinks. "'Do muggles have drinking games?' Theo asked abruptly. "'Are you saying wizards do?' "'Of course,' he said, affronted. "'It's muggle night, though!' said Pansy, setting her finished Sex on the Beach down on the table. That means muggle drinking games. Right, Hm Hermione gasped and hurriedly leaned forward to pour them all another shot. We'll play Never Have I Ever. Basically, someone says something they've never done, and if you've done it, you have to drink. Sounds wonderful, says Pansy excitedly, clapping her hands. I'll go first. Never have I ever had my parents refer to any children I might have as heirs. Both Pansy and Theo drank, and when Draco returned, the latter shoved a shot into his hand. He took it without question and sat back down, passing Hermione what appeared to be some sort of alcoholic lemonade. "'We're playing a game, Draco,' said Pansy. "'You say something you haven't done, and if we've done it, we drink. Got it? Great. Never have I ever kissed a ginger!' Hermione sullenly drank. Beside her, Draco scowled. "'Never have I ever been to my friend's mother's funeral.' said Theo, idly sipping his blue drink. Draco and Pansy stared at him, and he shrugged. What? That's just dark, muttered Draco, filling two more shot glasses. Okay, I think I've got it now. Never have I ever befriended someone with glosses. Hermione poured herself another. Never have I ever, she said a moment later. Owned house elf. You're too good at this, grumbled Pansy. Hermione just smiled. Never have I ever been attacked by a hippogriff, Draco glared. Never have I ever comforted my friend while he cried over his dead mother. Theo, for fuck's sake! Again, Theo simply shrugged. Merlin, never have I ever plucked my eyebrows to the point that there was almost nothing left. We don't talk about that, Draco! Never have I ever been awarded points by Professor Snape. Never have I ever drugged someone and stolen their identity for an hour. That was Harry and Ron, exclaimed Hermione. All I did was the drugging bit. Ministry of Magic, 1997. Oh, right. Never have I ever had my friend's mother die. I swear to Merlin, Theo. After finishing her drink, and taking at least three, maybe four more shots, Hermione was ushered out onto the dance floor by Pansy, the latter shoving people aside in order to get closer to the DJ, and— And that was about all Hermione remembered. The following morning, or perhaps afternoon, Hermione woke to find herself lying on Pansy's zebra-print rug, sans shoes. Groaning, she tried to sit up, only to smack her head on the coffee table. She carefully maneuvered out from under it and crawled up onto the sofa, collapsing at once, one arm dangling off the side. She doubted she was capable of much more movement than that, but, thankfully, she now had better vantage point. Theo, too, had passed out on the rug. He had what appeared to be vomit on his shirt, blending into the stain left by his blue drink. Draco was draped over the settee, his tie tied around his head. He only had one shoe. Blaze was... nowhere to be seen. Pansy, too. Perhaps they were nearby, but Hermione didn't think she could stand to check. Just then, Draco groaned, turning onto his side, and promptly fell off the settee and onto Theo, "'who yelped and instinctively punched him in the face. "'Fuck!' said Draco, rolling off him, "'pressing a hand to his now bleeding lip. "'That was highly uncivilized.' "'Hermione giggled, then clutched her throbbing head, "'wincing in pain. "'All right there, Miss Granger.' "'Not sure yet, Theo.' "'She forced herself up, leaning on her elbows. "'Either of you know where Penzi and Blaze are?' "'Draco grimaced. "'Well, shit.' muttered Theo, glancing around and rubbing his eyes. "'I've lost my wife.' "'Never again!' Pansy screamed, suddenly appearing in the doorway and making them all groan once more. She had her hands on her hips and there was a sizable chunk of her hair missing. "'United which is my arse, Hermione! That bitch had the fucking audacity to get handsy with my husband! And only now have I just realized what she did to me! Do you see this?' I swear I'm going to hunt her down and shave her fucking head! That's very nice, dear, said Theo, forcing himself upright. But before we get to that, would you mind telling us where Blaze is? Oh, right, said Pansy, visibly deflating. Major's just flew it, actually. And where is he, exactly? Italy.